1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 9-11 through 11. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out His anger on us. Christ died for us so that, whether we are dead or alive when He returns, we can live with Him forever. So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. Today I am breaking these verses up one at a time. They are some of the most amazing verses in Scripture, and it might be good to take a closer look. We, as Christians, live with an anticipation of a future salvation. But remember, this is simply the culmination of the good work that God has already begun in us through Christ. And this text reminds us that God's first work, His initiating work through Christ, is the work of salvation and deliverance, not judgment and condemnation. If we could only remember this about Jesus, we would often have a very different outlook on life. This text always reminds me of John chapter 3, verses 16-17, through 17, one text that should not be read without the other. They read, For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Verse 10 in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 reminds us that salvation has been obtained through Jesus Christ, who died for us, that we might live with him. This is Paul's formula for salvation. He makes it clear in so much of his writing to the churches. You can see Galatians, Romans, Philippians, and many of the other books. But verse 10 reminds us of the eschatological, that is, end-time, nature of the life we will have with Him. This gift should inspire obedience and encourage gratitude to such an incredible God. He also reminds us that salvation is for both those who have died and those who are living now. It is the inclusive nature of this text that reminds us that God does not forget those who have gone before us. This should also remind us not to be too myopic in the way that we view our salvation. It is God who judges, but it is also God who saves. Let's make sure we allow God to do both of these tasks in our lives and in the lives of others. Then verse 11 concludes with this great admonition of mutual encouragement. This is, again, a theme that Paul picks up in many of his letters. He believes that community is for mutual encouragement not just in times of crisis, but always. Have you ever wondered why there was so much judgment in church? Hopefully this is not your experience. However, if the main goal of the community of Christ is to share the gospel and to encourage one another, church must be an amazing place to be. If it is not, what are we focusing on? And should we even be a part of something that seeks to tear others down? Where do you feel the most encouragement? How can you help make your community a community that seeks to lift one another up? If Christ does not allow his anger to be towards us, should we be afraid of him? Or should we seek to better understand his compassion for us? <laughs>